I'm Matthew McCleary. And I'm Mitchell McCleary. And this is Movies While They Sleep. The podcast where two brothers watch movies and talk about them after their families have gone to bed. Welcome to today's episode where we watched the biggest movie of the year so far, The Batman. Plus, we give the definitive Movies While They Sleep Batman movie rankings. Yes, it's all things Dark Knight and Gotham City. Let's go ahead and jump into our conversation already in progress. Let's jump in, sleepyheads. Do you have a Batman impression? (laughs) (laughs) Truly movies while they sleep. Core lore episode here. As you you have a newborn. I have a newborn. Trying to sleep. I have a newborn. Right next to you. Feet away from me. Trying to sleep. She just got a bottle. (laughs) And we're hoping she sleeps through. Although the... The bright neon green flashing yeah. lights of Batman and Robin might not be helping. We need right to put now. we need to put these on YouTube because this is amazing. <laughs> Just sheer Schubacher camp. It's, it's such a crazy blasting movie. you into an oblivion it's with a newborn. Crazy while crazy you record movie. a podcast about <laughs> watching movies while your family. It's like you're so cl- clearly illustrating it. A little too on the nose. Anyways, here we're. What are we doing, Mitchell? What are we doing today? We're talking, we're talking Batman. I'm Batman. We are talking Batman. We're talking the Batman. We're talking the... Batman Forever. We're talking Batman Returns. We're talking Mask of the Phantasm, maybe. Uh, Batman animated series. We're talking all things Batman. We're doing a a classic MWTS ep on the new. The Batman. Matt Reeves. Bat, Matt, Matt Reeves, Batman. Robert Pattinson, our guy. Oh, man. This 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 man. Put him in the movies. A non-recognizable Colin Farrell. Okay. And a quite feral Zoe Kravitz. Did, you like what I did <laughs> yeah, that, there? That was, that was very good. I saw uh, DC Comics and HBO tweeted today a still image of the penguin from the new movie with the announcement that the penguin spin-off series starring Colin no, Farrell has been ordered. I don't want to hear any of this. With Matt Reeves executive producing and I again I look I like the performance but he is so unrecognizable. I I I mean I could stare at that person for hours. Are you saying like why even have him? It, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm I'm honestly wondering why is it Colin Farrell? Who's to say? But here's what I I can say. <laughs> here's what I can say. One movie, one to three movies, is a palatable amount of content to wrap my brain around consuming. Okay. Yeah. What I can't do is multiple spin-off series. Oh, I know. I know. And a trilogy and who knows what. I know. Cuz is this going to be a trilogy or is this going to be a I trilogy and some shows or like isn't it Gordon's show too or something? Oh yeah, they're doing like the Gotham Police or something with I just don't. Didn't they just do this? Yeah, they just did a Gotham show on Fox. It was it was literally just called Gotham and it was yeah. about the police and yeah, Batman and like wasn't Batman in it. Yeah, and Batman was young or something. God, I'm so tired of this. Uh, you know, I like Jeffrey Wright a lot, though. He's really yeah, he's good. Great. Man. Uh, <laughs> man. 
I so agree, and I felt that this week uh, so acutely as I finished watching the Book of Boba Fett Disney Plus series about Boba mm-hmm. Fett, which was... <laughs> Announcing Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi. We're like, stop. <laughs> stop releasing stuff. And here's, Hello there. No, no. <laughs> Here is how sick I am. I, I like The Mandalorian. I think they've done a really good job with that show. Uh, but I think The Mandalorian works because it's all basically characters that are not, that are complete originals to that, that program, right? Right. And and the people behind it really have a sense of what makes Star Wars work. Mm-hmm. Um, the Book of Boba Fett was trash. I hated it. I thought it was so bad. Mm. And, and, and not because like, it felt needless, but I actually think the filmmaking was really bad. The action set pieces felt so slow, like it was a bunch of like like people in their sixties like fighting very slowly. At one point, there's a, there's a gang of cyborg teenagers, teenage hoods, in Tatooine on these like cool little nineteen uh, fifties inspired like Vespa scooter speeders. And they moved about as fast as one of those rascal scooters that, like, are for seniors at the grocery store. And, but it's, like, it's Star Wars, and you you want, like, the action to be propulsive. And it's so slow. Everything felt like it was moving through molasses. It was so bad. And and also the story was pointless, and it was it, none of it worked, okay? So I, that was my experience watching this over the last week. And then I watched the trailer for the Obi-Wan show today, and I'm like, oh, this looks awesome. <laughs> Can't oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, this is how sick I am. You are the problem, my friend. I know I'm the problem. <laughs> you are. I saw mm, 10 seconds of that trailer, and I turned it off. Like, <laughs> no. Not for no, me. It's so great. You and McGregor's great. Oh, my gosh. So, like, he's, he's back. He's back. They got him. They got him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you know what is the most overrated moment in a movie that has been re-shown to us uh, hundreds of times over the past twenty years? Yeah, go for it. Is the is that the lightsaber? <laughs> His lightsaber, or is that <laughs> is that is that the Joker's calling card? <laughs> or <laughs> is that? Uh, Iron Man's friends symbol that they put in the end credits. You know what I'm saying? This like, like, yeah, nod to yes. what's coming, well, but it's, it's, it's like it's, the, it's the, not the, the a machine. nod. Yeah, but it's not a nod. It is a hey, <laughs> this is what's coming down the pike, guys. <laughs> like, and all movies do this. I thought I thought in Batman Begins, just having the playing card at the end was nice. Yeah, that was a nice little moment. But but also but, you got to remember that that when that movie that, came out, it like, wasn't guaranteed to it, be a it, exactly. It, it, yeah. this, this was I thought, not the norm. I thought when I saw that, like, oh, that's a nice moment. But it was cool just to have this one Batman movie. Like mm-hmm. I was not expecting mm-hmm. a follow up. So that being said, and spoilers alert, we will be talking about all these Batmans and especially the new one. But just jumping right to the end, when they have that Joker scene and he does that thing where he's like, and then they start treating you like a 
like a clown. And if you feel the theater, be like, oh, I think I know who's talking. It's like, it's that feeling of like, I'm not, we're not dumb. <laughs> I get the Joker's talking right now. Like, all these movies have to have that, what they think is a little nod, a little tease. And it just, it just irks me to no end. Yeah, because uh, it's the never-ending hype machine. Right, and but and it's weird. It's, it's always just so painfully obvious. Like, it's like, weird. yeah, we know what you're doing because <laughs> there seems to have been some comments and in interviews of uh, from Matt Reeves of like, <laughs> why did you send me this? Because this, <laughs> this is a cursed image. <laughs> <laughs> Dobo man, getting cold. <laughs> I've got. Batman or Robin Hood. I, I have to say, this movie is is absolutely the worst of all the Batman movies, but it's on in the background. But I will say this. Uh, Joel Schumacher has a color palette that he's going for, and it's like every scene, every sequence is completely bathed in one color, either pink, green, red, or br- this bright blue. Um, and it's it's some insane imagery here. Anyways. Um, I love that as a, like, I, you know, this guy... He's got colors. <laughs> he uses colors, that's for sure. Um, I've heard some interviews with Matt Reeves that it's like, oh, I'm not, you know, we're not planning on using the Joker in any movie. There's no plans for a second movie with the Joker. Really? And I just really like the idea of, like, having a, a you know, a Batman and a Gotham far enough along where Arkham has some you know, these villains living in it. It's, it's the lived in world. Right. And I think right. my thing is he accomplishes that so well in this movie that mm-hmm. I didn't need that scene to exactly. make that work. Exactly. That's what, I mean, my biggest plight with the movie and maybe we should rewind and start from the beginning as we're going to talk about the movie and then do our ultimate power rankings yeah. of the bat of the, all the Batman movies. But so we're probably jumping ahead a little. Let's let's rewind and and uh, process first impressions of Matt Reeves' new The Batman. What did you think walking out? I loved it. Um, yeah, that, I mean, my first impression was uh, very initial. Very first impression was Robert Pattinson was excellent, and mm. I was definitely at a point in anticipation for the movie where I was like, oh, I think I think Pattinson's going to be great. Like, he's a really mm. great actor. And so I was not doubting that. I think there were a lot of people who were skeptical. <laughs> That's and, the other thing. <laughs> I'm so tired. I know. Every I know, time. I know. When, I like, know. Batman, superhero, whatever. When James Bond, announce, whatever it is. Whenever they announce him, the internet he's going to be terrible. <laughs> it's like... Hey, maybe he's a professional actor. Maybe this is a big budget movie that has a lot riding on it to do well. Maybe a director knows what he's doing. Maybe all these people know better than you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and it's never been outright terrible unless it's Batman and Robin when there wasn't this discourse going on. I was never feeling a skepticism about it. No. But I'm I am a really big Pattinson fan. And it is so funny to me cuz so this was on a I had a friend on Facebook uh, who saw the Batman over the weekend and he posted about it and one of his bro friends uh, I'm assuming now I'm judging now one of his friends uh, 
This was the first comment. Really? The sparkling Batman? Haven't seen it yet. and Probably shouldn't rush to judgment. After all, I was pretty surprised by Aflac duck emoji. I, I believe that's a reference <laughs> to the Ben Affleck Batman. But a sparkling emoji, bad emoji Batman is really crossing a line. Um, and I think that's all a reference to, I believe, the Twilight films from a decade ago. You know what movie this guy really likes? <laughs> okay. Jungle Cruise. <laughs> this guy really likes the new Jumanji movie. <laughs> Uh, anyway uh, but just just this like very you know i see that a lot uh, of like well this is the twilight movies those suck it's like yep okay. anyway yeah. <laughs> uh, so love pattinson i think he's so good and this is the other kind of I, I didn't see this a lot as a criticism but more as a just commentary about the movie that this was like emo batman and I'm going to be honest, I did not get that impression. I did not, I was really not vibing, or I was really not catching this emo Batman vibe. Now, the use of that Nirvana song probably, you know. It, it, well, it's the My Chemical Romance, like, look. Sure. But, like, if you if you just think a little bit longer, man, we're, we're in a mood tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Like, my thought when watching it of, like, yeah, this is a lot of eye makeup, but, like, oh, but that makes total sense. Because That's what I'm saying. Like, um, I saw a YouTube video that showed it was actually from Batman Returns, and it's George Clooney, and it's one shot where it's clearly he's wearing the makeup. Yeah. And it's right before he takes his mask off at yes. the end. And then it cuts to a different shot, and he doesn't have it on, and then he rips it off. Like, yeah. they're trying to make it, like... Like reveal they're trying to show that he doesn't wear makeup. You yeah. Know, like try to hide it. Yeah. Which, you know, makes no sense. And no. so this movie's commitment to being grounded and kind of re- realistic, it's like, yeah, of course he'd have makeup on. They all do it. I mean I mean, yeah. It. And the the haircut, like, you know, maybe goes along with that. But and if people are talking about the emotional, mental state of Pattinson, it's like what's cool about this movie is it's a little slice, it's a, it's a little like Let's do a comic book. Let's do an episode yeah. of Batman, which it's like young Batman. He's new to this, and he's mm-hmm. still not figured out how to do it right, or or why he does it even, like, or or not why but he does it, it's, but it's, like a, a really informed reason why he does it. Because yes. he says at the beginning, like I am vengeance, and that's what he I thinks. love this arc, right? Yes, yeah, he, that's what he thinks <clears throat> is the point of what he's yes. doing, and so there's just some layers he has to peel through. And so when, yeah, when people are like, oh, he's just sad. What is this? It's like he's processing extreme grief and and how to make his way in a world that is endlessly corrupt. And, you know, he, he doesn't know how to provide hope yet. Yeah. You know? And, he, and he's he, he doesn't know how to he doesn't know how to be he doesn't know how to be Bruce Wayne yet. No, no. And that's a really good point, because because he is in this weird position of being an important figure in the culture and society Mm-hmm. And 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 it's this thing of like I, I wonder how much you know part of the Riddler's angst is the corruption in the city and that it becomes particularized around this kind of um, charitable foundation that was set up by the Waynes mm. and how this this money was used for really corrupt reasons instead of what it w- was supposed to be for and right. and so you kind of wonder how much does Bruce know that 
it wasn't do maybe he didn't know about the corruption but knew it wasn't having the important meaningful impact that it maybe could or should have had and yeah. so as bruce wayne he's not he's not able to do that thing he needs or wants for the city and yeah he's trying to do that as as this as batman as the batman um yeah but i yes so we the 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 look of the makeup and 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 but the other thing is we are spared from having to do the origin story thing right uh, of okay he's he's young he's a young bruce wayne a young batman he's a few years into this this is great this Um, is like the story behind this gadget and this you know no no you know we don't need to find him spelunking and discovering a bat cave you know this movie i had such like a back and forth of this is the best batman movie ever made yeah to like man this could have been the best batman movie ever made Mm. like i had that whiplash throughout the whole thing yeah what what was holding it back for you well the first um like 20 minutes of just beautiful imagery and like like an artist making a movie was like dude who i know who who made this this looks so good and is so abstract at times so beautiful so not uh superhero movie material here uh, like there are and, shot, and, there are shots in this that that i would say stand up to some of the you know any of the best work of the last year in, oh yeah i mean it, it's it's such a visual feast and even even uh you know at the beginning when there's like different scenarios where the batman mm-hmm. could be coming out of like a dark alley and it just slowly zooming on a dark alley and then oh, he just yeah. doesn't come out of it. Yeah. It's like, oh, see, there's they already have they have power yes. over me right now and manipulating yes. like my expectations and yes. even like, oh, this is kind of scaring me and he's the good yeah. guy, you know. Yeah. And so like they're not holding your hand. I mean, the narrator thing, you know, he's like, yeah, you know, but again, that's cool because it's very film noir, you know, oh, which is oh, definitely what it's going yes. for. So I, like having the the detective I, be like, I knew she was trouble the moment she walked in. You know, it's, it's a fun it's callback. Like, it's grounded enough. It's definitely a grounded movie, but there's still this like still such a this is like a visionary Gotham, right? That the shots mm-hmm. of him walking through what is like Gotham Times Square on Halloween with all the people in in costumes. <sighs> I mean, the, the, these are like, so hard. like like unsettling images, and that's they're not yeah. they're not the crooks, they're not the villains. It's just people on Halloween, and and it's so amazing how dark the movie can be visually, but not muddy. Yeah. Oh, which is such a tightrope to walk you know like i feel like we've talked about this before a lot with these types of movies where it's like yeah it's just dark you can't see anything that's happening Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know and they use that to their advantage to cover up like having to work hard to get a good shot but so like okay so that's happening and he he's not you know you're they're not giving you this whole rundown of how he got there what's what's he doing and even him entering the bat cave is such a sick moment of disc like a closed down train system and there's no way like holding your hand just like here it is we're in we're going you know yeah and then we hit the like the first kind of uh waves of uh gordon expository dialogue sure and i'm like dang it (laughs) like i know they have to do this but like the movie has so many spikes of expository yeah you know, back and forth, and it. I feel like it really slows it down in a lot of ways. Yeah. And like, I, I in some ways, I'm so trusted to get it. Yeah. And to like be able to hang, and then I'm not. You yeah. know. No, I get that. 
that was that some of that whiplash I was feeling. I mean, I had that for other things I could point out, but that was like my first like the first half hour to an hour. It's like, oh, this is gonna be so like yeah. The, I mean, even with introdu- the introduction of the Riddler, I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, that, we are on a different playing field. Yes. Oh, okay. Because that's the opening scene, right? Yeah, that's, him uh, spying uh, with uh, his binoculars. Him spying and then uh, beating the mayor over the head with this. Uh, uh, when the mayor walks away and he's oh my just gosh. the eyes glowing behind him. I, yeah. It's I'm like, like oh, yay, geez, they made a choice. Yes, they made a choice. And I just got to say, I really I really do like this kind of. Um, uh, uh, um, kind of. Uh, you're, you're gold blooming. I do really like this kind of ironic twist uh, that yes, uh, yes, uh, the opening scene of this movie is Paul Dano getting to beat somebody else's head in uh, with a mm-hmm. with a blonde object. Uh, it feels <laughs> right. like a cl- callback to There Will Be Blood. I'm sure. Is there a top down shot in 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 that moment? There will be blood. I feel like there is of like yeah. him scrambling over, like yeah, there is with yes. Dano. Yeah, in I think this. there is. Yeah, uh, so good. Uh, it, and kind of the animal shrieking. Oh, <laughs> He's never done this before. Oh, oh, I know. It's 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 like yeah. This is why Paul Dano's here. This is great. Um, and yeah, to to me, there is a there's such a competency in the in the filmic cinematic language that the movie uses. Like, mm-hmm. and and I don't think it's just I, I don't think it's just um, parody or 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 aping anything i think it's i think it's like very affectionate like all the comparisons that people are throwing around of seven zodiac saw yeah. movies I, which i get but honestly I, my mind went far more often to the stuff of the 70s and film noir like mm-hmm. i thought more about the godfather watching this movie well i feel like just the else. fact that you can name six movies that are completely different oh yeah styles yeah right off the bat be like okay yeah it's not just pigeonholing a style and being like this is ours yeah yeah um i yeah it, to, to me i do feel like to your point about the gordon ex- exposition bits and all of that or whatever i i think it, it, it's almost like it it is held back by the fact that it is still a batman movie like there is this, like there's a history to the lore. Yeah, and and you have they to have deal to, with it. Yeah, yeah. I know it's annoying. Because I, I I thought like some of the founding family stuff was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I it's funny when the Riddler's like video about that comes out, and I'm like, who edited this? Because there's like there's like After Effects, like know, you know, know, animations. I was like, did he study? Like, is he on YouTube? learning after effects so he can do like a like film cut in this you know news documentary true crime you know aesthetic video there's a lot of you know youtuber there's a lot of youtubers with uh, not very many followers with the, some basic after effects skills i know but it's just funny to think like a serial killer would be like okay i need a film grain to apply to this footage <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know whatever. or like i need to have a cross out their face animation oh i know i did like uh, that you know yeah uh anyway but yeah yeah so some of the history i i, I was interested in i just wish it could have been delivered either more cleanly or or not at all and just like hey there's a mo- there's a mob family all right moving on what what is but the the moment. Falcone. Okay, and I, I will say my other kind of because I I 
feel very good about this movie. Like I'm excited to revisit it. Um, yeah. Maybe not right away because it is quite long. Um, but and honestly, very disturbing. Yes, um, the third act is yeah. genuinely not yeah, fun to watch. No, we can we can get to the third act, but um, to be honest, anytime a Batman story begins to mention carmine falcone i'm like all right i'm i'm bored this is i don't care yeah, i don't, I, <laughs> I, uh, I get I'm it i'm sure i'm sure it's great fan service but it well, just and gets it, a little and it's muddy thing, i've been watching some of the animated the, the 90s animated series this week which is the top of my list frankly which is which is so good and it's like in that show when they do an episode that's mostly just like the mob boss stuff it's like mm-hmm. great, but you're 20 minutes in and out, and yeah, and, I know, and it's it just it's it the best, <laughs> but it kind of works in that version of of the Batman stories, yeah. and I've always felt like because I feel like this in Batman Begins, um, and because Batman Begins has a lot of Carmine Falcone as well, um, uh, of just like when we have to go there for whatever reason, it's the parts of the story that to me, um, uh, it's just slow it down the most. Um, yeah. Like when we said, were just in it with those two mares and the race and yeah. you, know, you don't know these names. I'm like, yeah, heck yeah, yeah I'm in. Yeah. Um, you know, that being said, I really, we joke about why in the world Colin Farrell is in this movie as the penguin. Um, because he's he is completely unrecognizable, but I think the performance is kind of amazing. <laughs> oh no, that, it's it's fantastic. <laughs> like, great. I guess the reason you get Colin Farrell in there is because he's an amazing actor and like let him do his thing. But mm-hmm. I mean, that moment where Batman shows him the crime scene fo- f- photos, he's like, well, "What is this? I don't want, who wants to see this?" It's just like he it just comes in so hot. <laughs> <laughs> but and uh revisiting batman returns a few months ago and how absolutely repulsive the penguin character is in that movie it's nice oh, yeah. that he's just kind of like a gross mob boss in this and not like whatever the hell danny devito <laughs> is doing in batman returns <laughs> disgusting yeah, I, I don't even get his. I would just I just watched that in preparation for the power rankings. I'm like, what does he want? He's <laughs> like, fine, I'll be mayor. I'm like, yeah, f- maybe that shouldn't be driving character motivations in the movie. Fine, I'll do it. I don't really care. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, <clears throat> okay, I want I want to talk about. Um, what do you want? What do you want to talk about from the Batman? Anything else? I mean, there's plenty too. Well, yeah, I mean, we would normally do a full episode on something like yeah. this. I, I want to say I really love the trajectory of the character, and you alluded this to this the, from the beginning, where he says to, and and I actually really like this. So we had talked about the Joker scene at the end, mm-hmm. the scene in the beginning with the 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 guys on at the subway station at the it's some train yeah. station, and they're beating up a guy, right? And that's they that's the one kind of Joker makeup, and they're wearing Joker makeup, and I'm like, oh, this is really interesting because this is not it's Halloween, right? And so they're like dressed as something, but this is like very specifically 
Joker the character makeup. This Right. That's why I think it would have been so nice if they didn't include that Joker exactly. scene. Because exactly. Because they're like, hey, we're in we're in Gotham. Yep. There was a He's enough, here. There but let a, him haunt it. Don't show him, you know? Exactly. That scene alone lets me know the Joker's is in this universe and <sighs> he has a presence here. And such a good scene too. It's all I need. And I love it. And and they ask, you know, who are you or what are you? And he says, I'm vengeance. And No, he shows that he's the most brutal Batman well, yeah. that has been on screen ever. <laughs> and, now I'm vengeance. And also holds very true to his rule about no guns. Uh yeah. there which I actually love. Like because that's always kind of been a Batman thing, um, mm-hmm. except for the Ben Affleck stuff and the Snyder Batman, whatever. He has like a submachine gun. Um, but mm-hmm. that's that's always been part of that character. Like we, we don't, I don't kill and I don't shoot guns. Um, right. But it's never been a part of the... But I'm going to hurt you. <laughs> really, really mad. Is, is that your Michael Keaton? Because that's pretty no, good. No, that's... Uh... <laughs> what's his what's his name joker what's oh the heath ledger J- no jared leto oh, jared. i'm not gonna kill you i'm just gonna hurt you <laughs> we don't talk about him anyway moving on we don't uh, need to give him any time i was saying that performance i was saying they've never really explored that conflict or tension within a batman movie itself and mm. that is really here like his him trying to help selena or catwoman not be not give over into that kind of brutality i mean mm-hmm. and he's a brutal batman but he is like no we don't we don't push him over the side of this building like we don't kill him and it's the yeah. same thing with the guns yeah yeah and i i love her take on catwoman or oh, yeah. really the movie's <clears throat> approach to her of like she's an actual character you know yeah. she's not just a psycho who's been revived by cats <laughs> it's like it's, it's the fact really that crazy. drinking milk is the most like wait a minute that's there that's the cat behavior <laughs> you, know, you know whatever it's like yes thank you and i i i don't know the history of catwoman in the comics obviously but i just like the idea of a character who isn't against batman like they work together when mm-hmm. they're cro- when they're past that cross. has always been very kind of consistent with this character i I, again i've just seen because the the animated series yeah because the returns makes it seem like they're enemies yeah but um you know when they're past cross they work together but they're she's like goes astray she's a cat you know she goes off and does her own thing you don't see her for a while um but i thought they're what, what like especially the scene when she's got the um contact lens you know yeah gadget yeah like it was cool seeing Batman on that side of things. Yeah. You know, that's that was really different. Um, I wanted to ask you, though, what you thought of some of the comparisons in movies trying to connect the Riddler and Batman. Like, even as we're processing, I'm like, yeah, the first time we see Batman, he just brutally beats someone mm-hmm. almost to death. Mm-hmm. And right before we see the Riddler do that to someone but mm-hmm. to death. Mm-hmm. And then another moment I had is like it opens with the Riddler using binoculars to spy mm-hmm. on the mayor, and then we and cut Batman to Batman's yep. spy on Catwoman and yes. like not looking away when she's changing. Like yeah. he's got not yes. purely virtuous reasons for his spying. Yeah. yeah, you know, 
Um, and then obviously as the movie progresses, you're, you're kind of like, yeah, these people he's killing should like not like they're awful people. So they yeah. shouldn't be in power positions. I don't want them to die, but he kind of makes me want, want them to die because of how yeah. corrupt they are. And oh, I right. feel like Batman's almost the, got the some big, moments. The big Riddler set piece in the middle of the movie in the second act is that DA that she meets at the club who is just mm-hmm. dis- a disgusting person and right. is like a disgusting in in like gross ways but also is just totally in the pockets of these guys yeah would rather just kill himself than oh yes than uh you know reveal any corruption yeah and and so you're you're thinking your brain just starts to like oh geez am i agreeing with him (laughs) like and his tactics here like I i felt like batman as a character is starting to experience like wait is he right for doing this? You know? Yeah. But like, I, I feel like usually with the Batman and Joker, it's like, we need each other because we're, you know, representative mm. of a yin and a yang, but the Riddler and Batman, this felt like we're, we're kind of parallels, you know, we're not because, like two sides of a coin. We're like going down the same street, just in different approaches. If, and, and I mean, you see it at the end when the guy says, I'm vengeance. When he asks who you are, yes. he's like a Riddler, you know, yeah. henchman. Yeah. But, but I think, and, and again, this is just kind of the recent history of the characters. Um, I think often, I think the way the Joker is used, like in, in the Heath Ledger Joker performance, uh, is is he really sets out to demonstrate almost like an immorality in the world and, and a, a, like an inherent chaos and injustice right. in the world and wants, and really is trying to bait Batman into these moral dilemmas, right? Yeah. And, or if enough stuff happened to you, you would succumb to this. Yeah. yeah. And and the Riddler's different. Uh, yeah. This is this is like he I mean, and this is how he sees himself as working with Batman and mm-hmm. right. in his in his delusion of we are both wanting to seek vengeance against the corruption in, in our city and our community. And yeah. And that's what I loved about the movie was that trajectory from that first scene of Batman and his answer, I'm vengeance, to then that moment of the Riddler henchman saying, I'm vengeance, and Batman looking at him and, and, and disgusted with himself. Right. And, and and Pattinson plays that so well, even under the Batman cowl. Like, right. You can, like backing away a bit. Oh yeah, you can see taking it back. How how upsetting that is to him, and then his response is my absolute favorite stuff in the movie is when he's just rescuing people out of the flood. Of, right, and it, favorite like, shot for sure. Fa- favorite shot, like most beautiful, yeah. beautiful thing in the movie. I I had read an interview with Matt Reeves uh, uh, where he said they they almost all of the lighting from that scene is is the the flare the torch they it's all kind of naturalistic lighting yeah it's insane uh yeah those those that sequence but but it's this there's that moment where batman like is like oh i gotta save people he goes over to where the people are huddled over and he's trying to like reach out to the mayor to have to for, for to help her out right and mm-hmm. she she doesn't take his hand like people kind of back away and right. the first is so funny they're like <laughs> metal frame they're like i don't know about this guy and the first person to 
reach his hand out is that boy, the, the mayor's son, uh, the, the, the old mayor's son. Right, and the kid who's basically Bruce. Yeah, yeah, the kid. His dad gets Bruce, murdered. Bruce, Bruce sees himself in that, obviously. Um, but it's like, even in that moment, you can see the effect that he's had on the on the city. That the, they're like, mm-hmm. he's he's there to save them, and they're backing away. Um, yeah, and and then then the end is like Batman on the roof, like moving around supplies, and it's like that part got a little goofy. <laughs> but but I, it, it's it's honestly like, and and I think the voiceover at that point is like, this is what the city needs. Yeah, you know, he's he's created a a persona where the city needs a a, pers- a brutal, uh, vengeance-seeking person, right? Right. And, and that's not that's not what people need in crisis most of the time. Um, yeah. And he and and I totally buy the journey to get there. And mm-hmm. I mean, th- th- this is not it's not it's not anywhere near the Godfather. Okay. I'm just gonna that's my preface to the <laughs> statement. Okay. Next week is the 50th anniversary of the Godfather premiering in theaters. I'm I'm cannot wait to rewatch it. Um. But the trajectory of Michael in that movie from beginning to end, you know, is, is the gold standard for character arcs, character study. And, and to me, what they do with Pattinson's Bruce Wayne in the Batman is it's in that vein. It's, it's not, Mm -hmm. it's not the quality. It's not near that. Um, but to me, and even the length of the movie, the three hours didn't really bother me because it felt like this luxuriating kind of like we're telling an epic here this is yeah i i i actually did have uh, it's funny because we're gonna do an episode on drive my car which is also you know yeah which uh, famously long also uh even easier to to watch well that's what i was thinking i was like i actually did was like man this movie just keeps going sure and I feel like it could have really benefited and like in my head walking away from it. Cause like I said, I had that whiplash of like, this is the best Batman movie to like, this is really good Batman movie. And I feel like I had those moments of like, dude, cut a half hour of this. And it's like, it's yeah. like nice, you know? Yeah. And so yeah, I, it, the, the, I, the, the very end of the third act could, could be tightened up, get rid of the Joker scene. You get rid of some of the extra endings <laughs> Yeah, they, yeah, that's what I felt is like, okay, that has to be, nope, yeah. here's here's two or three more endings. Can, can I ask, uh, uh, did you feel a strange shift? Cause I felt this is a strange shift, and I'm not sure how I feel about it in retrospect. Okay, now now it's it's like skull-painted face hooligans, and they're all like in... They're, they look like they're oh, gonna go. They're, they look like they're gonna go globaling. Like they all have like a oh, black God. light paint on. Um, the uh, there was this moment in the third act where I was like, okay, there's about forty minutes left in the movie. They've arrested Joe uh, Riddler. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's more to this. You know, he, he, I can see that, but mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know what his plan is. I'm like, what is the big third act action sequence? That's what I was asking myself. Right. And and then all of a sudden bombs are going off and the city's flooding and I'm like, What is happening? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And and that was kind of my initial reaction as it was happening. I was like, Oh, this is this feels strange because I wasn't prepared for this. 
Uh, yeah, it got a little fantastical. It. It, it went from really grounded to like, you sure that just like a van could like, if like seven walls that a van could take out floods an entire city. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and that moment was a little goofy when it c- cuts to the river going boom. Yes. Yeah. You know, and that's like, like just he, he kind of loses stuff. all of his his terrifying yeah like masked riddler suspense you know yeah but paul dano as paul dano isn't quite as intimidating as uh kevin spacey as just as john doe showing up yeah yeah 100 percent. but then when you're in the gotham square garden and that really disturbing sequence of the riddler henchman like opening fire on a you know crowd of people it's like oh this yeah. is that it, it moved that, back into very grounded but actually just very upsetting territory yeah exactly it was i mean it, it was noticeably more uncomfortable in the theater especially given the history of like oh, batman no. movie openings you know, know. and so I, it just had me thinking of man these movies really do feel like just a reflection of the times and where we're all at mentally, it's, you know, it's crazy because they wrote the script for this movie two, three years ago. I was going to say, should we talk about some of the Q stuff? I mean, yeah. And, and I, the Q imagery listen to, which did you, when you were watching that? Cause oh, I yeah, obviously I totally listened li- to and read reviews about it, that people mentioned it, but I was curious if, yeah, if you, when you saw those protesters were like, Oh yeah, that symbol. Oh, the to, my initial thought was was all the zodiac stuff, um, mm-hmm. and just how haunting that is, mm-hmm. um, because this version of the Riddler felt like oh oh this is like the zodiac killer in San Francisco in in the seventies. Right. I mean, he's got the same mask even. Yeah, or play um, on the mask, I should yeah. say. Um, but but then it was like it was like the protesters like supporting the Riddler's conspiracy theories. I was like, man, this is, it's crazy how much reflection it is of, of a lot of the QAnon movement stuff. Um, and, and, and then, and then listening to Matt Reeves talk about that is like, man, we, we wrote this and made this like years ago. Yeah. But because of a bunch of circumstances, it got delayed in the actual filmmaking. Yes. But the story was there before all this craziness and and they like had serious conversations about changing or adjusting the story um Mm -hmm. because of where the world got right and that's a crazy thing when you're talking about a batman movie right exactly yeah i the overwhelming feeling i had watching that scene was like if, if this is kind of where we're at and this is kind of a reflection of our times it, it, no, nothing's good nothing's good here no and it, yeah i just kind of ventured into this is just disturbing and less uh i don't know i don't know i want to say like it's not making a point but it, it, it was more disturbing than most like even more violent or yeah. you know purposely horror filled movies yeah but third act you know uh terror aside overall like again i kind of whiplashed with some of the expository stuff and the length like some of the fat 
Sure. But it it was it, it's definitely up there for me for bad end movies. Yeah. And so unique, so refreshing for a superhero movie with this take. I think yeah. that's a strength of like I, I know we talk about Marvel movies all the time, but the fact that they didn't have to, and I know they probably will, but they didn't have to connect this to Ben Affleck mm-hmm. or Nolan movies or anything. They can just do what they want and like mm-hmm. have a funky take. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And I wish more movies were like that. I wish there was like, you know, I don't know, four, four freaking Iron Mans, you know, yeah. not that I would watch those. If, Cause the, 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 like IP, connectivity of marvel is so exhausting i can't begin to tackle it so the idea of like yeah we could have a new superman tomorrow and and then the next year another one and it's a totally different story it's pretty cool yeah yeah it's 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 very it is very interesting to me because just because of the weird history with batman of like Mm -hmm you know crazy whatever is happening with batman in the 90s <laughs> to it's such this, a unique character to that it's like, gone on this ride yeah but then like this very controlled you know produced trilogy the christopher nolan trilogy not that everything was like set in stone before it started but it was like mm-hmm. we're, we're gonna shepherd this this guy's gonna steward this character for 10 years yeah to then like the fit you know fits and starts of ben affleck snyder and and all of this and and then you've got the joker standalone movie that has nothing to do with batman and i mean all of this and it it is very strange um Mm -hmm. and it 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 almost feels like a a kind of a gamble or or, or warner brothers is is kind of playing a little looser with their characters and and often it hasn't paid off as well as the Marvel stuff, um, right? Clearly, and but this this uh, this I think they're pretty <coughs> happy with. Um, yeah, I and it say, helps. It ha- it's paid off for me. It helps because it's this character. Because I, I, I yeah, the Batman we can't is get just, enough of him. Truly, I know. I just love Batman. I, I I mean, he's just always been my favorite superhero. You know. Yeah. Uh, the world that's the most unique and yeah you, there's you, even when there isn't depth in the storytelling you sense a depth in the world and the character yeah regardless yeah you know so that being said should we jump into our power rankings do you want to do quick segments um let's do let's do power rankings and then we'll do our segments because our segments uh, if, have some other stuff in it too yeah if, if we have time <laughs> oh no i gotta do segments because i gotta talk we're, about my favorite shots we're, we're recording this at midnight all right um i'm gonna pull up my list my letterbox list do you want to do a, a cumulative list or do you want to say each of our respective ones no no let's do one together let's build a list together all right um okay so what are the official movies that we're ranking here okay how many um hold on let me let me pull up a batman because i only have 11 on mine when I made mine, let's see. Is there, is there more I, I should pull I, on? I'm not I, doing the Adam West one. What's your What's your eleventh one? Because I have ten that I'm thinking of. Okay, my full oh, list. I guess, I guess. Are you doing the Mask of the Phantasm? Yes, and then I would, and then I, do you have Snyder Cut on there? Yeah. Okay, the full Justice League movie. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm good with that. Okay, um, so we're just these eleven. Yeah, these eleven. Okay. 
So I think it's pretty easy to say that Batman and Robin's number eleven. Batman and Robin. It's a. I'm watching it right now. It's very very bad. I haven't rewatched that one or Batman Forever, but I trust you to <laughs> rank these appropriately. And you know, I haven't. I didn't rewatch the Nolan trilogy, which I should have to be more informed for this. But hey, you know what? There's only so many hours in a day. So are are is number ten? We coming in equally hot with Batman Forever. Or how, how do we? How do these live with with the Snyder Batman's? Yeah, that's my question. Uh, is is because you just rewatched Batman Forever? Yeah, I just rewatched it a couple of nights ago, and it's it's also a pretty bad movie. Um, but I I just don't know how to. I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel about the Snyder Batman stuff because I like Ben Affleck as a Batman a lot. Um, I remember being very surprised by that. When we watched the Snyder movies last year Mm -hmm. for this podcast, I remember being very surprised that I'm like, oh, Ben Affleck's very good as a Bruce Wayne. Um, But... Let me ask you this. Yeah. If tomorrow one of these movies didn't exist, which one would you be sadder to see go? Uh, Batman versus Superman. Really? No, no, I'm sorry. That's the one I could get rid of. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. That's I, that's I, the thing. I, I would it, be it, sad to lose Batman Forever because it's so bonkers. It might technically be a better movie, Batman vs Superman, even though it's not a good movie. <laughs> no, but I think I think I kind of like putting that at number ten, and then yeah. Batman Forever at, at eleven. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then Snyder Cut at at nine. Hold on, I gotta edit my list here. Yes, I would put Snyder Cut at nine. Um. And, and it's, like, just a tear. You know, again, I think, like, do I like the Snyder Cut more than I like? No. No. I mean, I rated that movie pretty highly, but that was unusual circumstances. and Yeah, we had some some uh, recent recency bias. Recency bias. But, but also just, I mean, I do think it's an accomplishment for what it is. It doesn't make it good unto itself and especially in terms of a batman movie it's going number nine yeah i'm good with that so batman um, forever is number eight yes batman forever is is or eight. is it um no it's eight because i think <laughs> okay are, no, it's it's gotta be eight because because I, I feel like you, this list i feel like you and me pretty much agree and i feel like this list is pretty easy um, because I think I know where you want to go next, which is either Batman or Batman Returns. Um, Actually, no. Oh. I kind of, yeah. Which one would it be? Well, we're entering into Dark Knight Rises territory. Sure. It, th- yes. I th- Okay, Batman Forever needs to be number eight. And then, so we're hanging out at number seven. Okay. Right? I'm good with Dark Knight Rises at number seven. Can you give us a Bane impression? More. <laughs> Oh, Bruce Wayne. No, I can't. I can't at all. And okay. one thing we will not be doing to save everyone from insane cringe like they've never felt is any Joker impressions on this no. episode. No, 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 no. The baby has a Joker impression. <laughs> She's like, um, okay, so let me reiterate. Batman Robin 11, Batman yep. v Superman 10, Zack Snyder's Justice League number 9, Batman Forever number 8. At number 7, we're going Dark Knight Rises? Yeah. Okay, so 
for those keeping count, what we have left. Ah, I don't know if we should. Okay, we have no, the Nolan trilogy. I'm ready. We have we have the Nolan trilogy, the Batman, the two Burtons, and Mask of the Phantasm. So to, what's to, coming in hot at number to, six? To me, uh, number six has got to be Batman Returns. I agree. Yeah, this. Movie I, I didn't is... think I would agree. Everyone hyped this movie in the Batman world, and I rewatched it tonight. And the first half hour is pretty fun. Not gonna lie. Oh yeah, I'm, when Christopher I, Walken I love, shows up. I love Gotham at Christmas. I love those wacky statues. I love. Uh, can, can, can I, I love the like, Penguin not being shown for a long time, and like, his like Moses, you know, <laughs> origin story here. The the weird like press conferences that they keep having in Gotham City at Christmas were like. 20 people show up and it's like in an alleyway somewhere (laughs) yeah it's a very weirdly it's such a smaller version of gotham than yes burton's original batman which you'd think the sequel he'd go bigger seeing how like much of a success story the first one was but it 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 just goes off the rails and i i had it at a certain star rating and i demoted a half star once the third act hits and there's a penguin army that's shooting missiles in the air it, it just it, it it's too much. So that's that's number six. So I think I think Phantasm, which is an animated movie that was released in '93, I think we can group that together with the animated series as a whole. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's um, just a representative of it, and that's why I think it's higher than. I think it might be higher than Begins and Batman. Really, really quick. Uh, Dang, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> So uh, we did Batman Returns, and you don't want to just follow it up straight with Batman? Probably. You know what? I know it's got... I, I think I... You know what? Yes. Batman's number yeah. five, and I'll tell you why. We, we are a people that ha- have a sickness, and that sickness is called it's nostalgia. N- nostalgia, yes. Yes. Uh, I uh, <laughs> totally agree with you. I just rewatched it two nights ago, and most of the movie, I'm like, this is dumb. It's It's... It's fun, but it's dumb. But there's like this collective hysteria that we have that says this is this is the gold standard. I know. Like <laughs> some of the lines that people are like, that's classic. I'm like, that was pretty dumb in the moment when I watched it. You know, I, I started watching it last night. And I will say when the Danny Elfman Batman score comes on, I am all in. But that's just that's nostalgia. Baby. That's nostalgia. That music how nostalgic also, is Tim music? Burton you st- like my review of that one is Tim really do be burtoning because that's all he does it's like oh he does this opening that slow pans over gothic architecture I'm like all right Edward Scissorhands all right oh yeah no, uh Corpse Bride all yeah. right Nightmare Before all right it's like we get it dude you're wacky <laughs> yeah it, yes now uh how do you like Michael Keaton as a Batman um, I don't know. I love Michael Keaton too much to, to yeah. make a judgment no, call I, on that. I, I think it's good. Uh, I I do like the let's get nuts. You want to get nuts? <laughs> yeah, let's get nuts. But that's because he's Michael Keaton there. He's not Bruce Wayne even. That's not even Bruce Wayne. That's just a psycho. It's very weirdo Bruce Wayne. Um, and I feel like Jack Nicholson gets more screen time than the Batman. Oh, he, he he's he's first build in the movie. He, yeah, it's it's Jack Nicholson's name first, uh, which he he is great, but yeah, he's really good. There's just such strangeness 
for it to be a cohesively good movie. <laughs> like when they spray paint over all the art to the, while they're dancing to the Prince song. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> There's many things I don't understand in his what? movies. It's like, what what kind of choices were they making? And the like battle in the tower at the end is, is, is pretty not fun no and it's kind of nonsensical in its filmmaking too um yeah yeah exactly no so on the last it's tough to land the plane with these movies isn't it i've noticed that with most batman movies almost every one of these on the list the third act it sucks yeah i I, i'll say just kind of land a plane on the batman thing um i i just really don't want to be the kind of person that is like oh no but it was better 30 years ago (laughs) and Mm. And that's what, list, dear listeners, like, be okay with that. That uh, there are classic movies that will always st- stand the test of time. And then there are going to be some things that age poorly. And I thought Like Mike was the best movie ever made at a point in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to argue for the merits of that movie now, though. And I Even like, though the soundtrack is stuck in my head still. There is a total goofiness to these tim burton batman movies that i i think is the better version of the goofy weird grotesque that schumacher tries in his two yeah fails and so there's merit to these movies i'm I'm glad they exist but the overwhelming sense i had and i mean overwhelming (laughs) watching both of these was like i was pretty revulsion excited for them to be over yeah like Please, I don't want to watch these anymore. Yeah. Despite the fun. So that's where we're at. Returns at six, original Batman at five. And now we got we got some we got some room to play here. We have how many more? Four more? We have the Dark Knight, uh-huh. Batman. Uh-huh. Batman begins. Or the Batman. Yeah. Batman begins and Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah, which also more. slash animated series. See, yeah. if it were me and I'm just being kooky old me over here. Phantasm kind of goes to the top. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, but you know, that's not a fair thing. That's like me lumping in all the Christmas claymations into one single. Yeah. Can thing, I tell you what I would do? Entry on my list. Can I tell Maybe you what I would do? I would do Batman Begins at four. The Batman at three. The Batman at three. Animated series at two. And Dark Knight at, at one. You know, that's probably the right call. Yeah. That's probably the right call. Uh, and I feel good about that list. That's a pretty good list. So, okay. I, I'm in agreement. I, you, you really... I, I think, that, if anything, The Dark Knight suffers from it it being too it, dearly beloved. Oh, yeah. The, like, to the quote Prince. Dearly beloved. The weight of its own reputation. Yeah, uh, and I and, won't even say the the weight of its own greatness. I'll say the the weight yeah, of its reputation. Yeah. No, to- totally, one hundred percent. Yeah, the the weight of its own reputation, and and part of that is the Heath Ledger of it all, um, and, and he's he is incredible in it. Um, but it is this unique kind of intersection of so many different things at a single moment in two thousand eight, right? Yeah, um, it's pretty special. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. and I, just to speak on the phantasm thing, 
it's not even that that single hour and 20 is so amazing, but I cannot argue, and maybe this is nostalgia talking again, but I cannot argue with the feeling of loneliness and yeah. cold uh, separation of yeah. being in a city, but like this non city circus gothic like whatever they're doing art and the deco. sound design too art deco the sound design is so quiet yes. with the the voices and they do a yes. lot of panning and there, there's there's an eerie feeling that every one of those animated episodes and movies instantly gives me yeah and it's so effective and i can't argue yeah. with that i yeah. mean i don't think it's nostalgic because i didn't really like uh obsess over the animated series when i was a kid no, no. I actually remember not really liking it as much as a kid. It was like because, slower because it was slower and darker, and the Art Deco didn't mean anything to me. And, yeah. And it's now, as an adult, that I have so much affection for it. And the Kevin Conroy. Uh, oh yeah, he's a good he Batman. Such a good Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and obviously uh, Mark Hamill was an amazing Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I know I I, can't, I don't remember if I said this. Um, when we were off mic, but my God, the, the soundtrack and sound editing in both the Burton movies is so God awful. I don't know how, I don't know why that's not a talking point. That's constantly brought up. It it is unbearable how bad the sound design is in Batman returns. The, the, the score is so Burton chaos all the time. Wacky piano chords. (laughs) And, you know, he does that thing where it's, like, the camera's zooming in through, like, tunnels, and then, like, you got to be quirky with these pianos. But he has strings. Yeah. But he's got, like, strings and orchestrals just going freaking psychotic with, you know, the penguin just convulsing over every scene. Like, any time it cuts to Michael Keaton and he's just, like, staring out a window by himself, I'm like, thank God I don't have to listen to this movie anymore. It is... Anyone who's interested, please rewatch Batman Returns, and and have the volume loud and see how much how good you're feeling after two hours. <laughs> like I felt like metaphysically like off balance after that movie. <laughs> and then it did that thing where it's like the credits start and then the it gets louder. <laughs> like I'm like no, please. It, it, it's it's like water torture for your ears. Whatever that's called. I just I love how much like, Well, the other thing I noticed, it's like they would do this insanity, this this night circus insanity, and then it would cut to Alfred, and I can't hear him. <laughs> he's like, oh, no. or not bad. He's like Bruce. Well, that's interesting. And it's like he's so far away. And same thing when the penguins in his lair. And it's like a really echoey chamber. I can't even hear. Like, it's like, did they have proper mics? It's so crazy. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a it's a you know you know what though? There's a sequence in Batman Forever where um, because Robin is introduced in that movie, Chris O'Donnell is Robin. His mm-hmm. his family dies in a circus accident because it has to be a circus. <laughs> and um because batman wasn't able to save the day he feels bad and bruce wayne invites him to to live at wayne manor and alfred's trying to help um robin i don't remember the character the the boy's name um with his laundry and 
and he's taking his laundry out of the washing machine and Alfred offers to dry it for him and instead of um, putting it in a dryer he like ninja flicks it around the room <laughs> <laughs> like nunchucks to get the water out of it like he he strains it and then Helen like like acrobatically flicks it onto a clothesline and then mops up the room <laughs> like what the hell it's like why is this a, like <laughs> naturally <laughs> I mean so freaking uh, laundry although I really you gotta lie I'm just gonna send you this you, you, I, I want you to watch this right now uh, get your live reaction to Robin um karate karate washing oh robin does it yeah robin does it (laughs) all right this movie's going to the top of the list (laughs) (laughs) oh listener just oh the wink at the end (laughs) just search batman forever karate uh washing and and, you'll get it uh, <laughs> this is cinema. I really used okay. to be waited on, old man. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, last thing I'll say. Against, what is yes. this obsession with Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman? Oh, yeah. She's, most most of her weird. scenes, I'm I'm so bored. <laughs> <laughs> like, her romance with Bruce is terrible. Like... You know the the uh, Indiana Jones whipping the mannequin heads is fun, but <laughs> I'm like, why is she here? Why does she care? Uh, she's, like, like the motivations, right? Like, yeah. why is she stealing things now? Too bad. I I oh. don't know. No, it's because of how she got treated by. You but know, is she stealing from him or? And I. I don't know. I haven't watched this movie in a couple months. I, I I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Well. Okay. Last. Let's. We'll do the list. Or let's run down the list one more time. We've got. All right. Our official list is number one: The Dark Knight. Two: Animated series slash Mask of the Phantasm. Three is the new Batman. Four: Batman Begins. Five: Batman. Six: Batman Returns. Seven: The Dark Knight Rises. Eight. Batman Forever. Nine is the Snyder Cut. Justice League. Ten is Batman v Superman. And coming in hot with number eleven, Batman and Robin. Ooh, ooh, it's a it's a bad one. Love so, it. Let's cue right. the uh, transition music here. Yeah, well, are you drinking anything tonight? I had a glass of water. Nice. I had a, We've been boring lately. I had a Pellegrino. Oh, yeah, no, different. Hi, that's fine. Different than our usual Lacroix. Mm. Uh, this is, excuse me, a damn fine couple of segments. Let's do segments, and then I have a special segment I'd like to do at the end. Okay. Um, we're we're going to go double speed for these, though, because it's 12, 10. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm good with that. Um, and I'm so for, traveling. I think we can, we can, we can uh, blow through this. Favorite shot of the Batman, Mitchell. Cut that part where I mentioned let's go double speed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so favorite shot. <clears throat> I mean, you, you go first. You said that the torch shot was your favorite? Um, it's, it's the overhead flare shot of him yeah. walking across the water or I don't want to step on yours. So if you haven't, I, I have a second, but go ahead and share yours. Yeah. I've got three ish. Yeah. That one, obviously, I mean, it's, it's, uh, 
you know, typical to choose this one. It's in the trailer, but the upside down shot. It's insane. It's perfect. Yeah. It's of him walking up to a destroyed penguin car. It is this perfect, perfect ending to this amazing car chase. And I will say that moment where he leaps out of the flames in the darkness. No, no. In the darkness. That that was my last favorite shot is just the car growling at you. And I follow the designer uh, that the 3D designer that that made that car like he made it as a 3D render and then they built it in real life. And uh, just seeing more product photos of it, it's it's stupid cool. Because it immediately moment. turns into Death Proof. It turns into oh, a seventies oh. car chase movie. You know. Yes, the design of the, the of this Batmobile is so good. And that moment where in the dark it just starts this incredible noise. That was the most viscerally I reacted to this movie. It's like finally it's making him scary. Oh yeah. He's supposed to be scary. Yeah. You know. I loved it. I loved it. Um, and then obviously all the rooftop stuff, like where the projector for his symbol is, like he looks yeah. amazing in all of it. The silhouettes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's tons of amazing shots. I like the shot. Actually, um, an, an, another one I'm thinking of is the Riddler's view of inside that guy's car. And you're looking at and you uh, see him yeah. talking to uh, Catwoman. That's yeah. a pretty haunting shot. I, I I mentioned this earlier, but I like the, the, the shot behind bruce as he's walking through Times square on halloween mm-hmm. i just think it it it's so um mood setting so yeah. early in the movie really yeah. really uh, good job so then we got what else what else we got here we got uh letterbox review we gonna do that first letterbox i gave it four it's too yeah. long and the ending I mean, just yeah more disturbing than satisfying and really having that joker's like stuff set up i think ruined yeah mm. a lot of the riddler yeah like it could have been so cool to to not have to allude to something yeah yeah i totally agree yeah I, it's a I more confident it, move to not add that scene to me okay i gave it um four and a half stars and i think if i revisit it that might go down but that was my initial reaction was extremely positive yeah um, this is awesome yeah, I love it. It's, it's just too freaking good looking. Oh, no, no. Another favorite shot. See, it's so good looking that you can have so many of these. I know. But when he's approaching the window of the coffee shop, Batman. Mm. Like, and there's, I love all the blurs and I things know. not in focus and, and, and rain on the lens, you know? Yeah. Uh, the, the, the shot of the mayor at the end at a press conference, like on the roof. And, mm-hmm. and almost everything in that shot because the lens they use is out of focus yeah except for her and it's 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 so unique and mm-hmm. um purposeful and uh, everything's a, everything is a visual choice which was so refreshing well and i mean i know you heard the same interview but when they talked about the process of getting yeah. the digital on <clears throat> film and then rescanning it and rescanning yeah. it and then dirtying it up it, it is it sounded like a really unique <clears throat> way to like have your back covered doing digital, but then actually give it a real film look and not just adding it in post, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess that is post, but not through a program, you know? Yeah. And it's not just a, you know, a filter or something. Um, Like they've really done the work to achieve that effect. And And I I think it freaking beautiful. Yeah. It looks amazing. Um, The thing that is absolutely like insane to me is that the cinematographer for the Batman is Greg Frazier. 
And do you know what his last movie was? Dune. Dune. This guy's crushing. Dune. Well, I mean, what? Uh, uh, insane. Um, yeah. yeah. He's gonna. That man is gonna work. Um. Okay. Cool. Unsung hero. Unsung hero, man. Um. Do you have one at the ready? No, I don't. Does is is the penguin too big of a character? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Because I feel so much pretty affection. Sure, pretty sure do, if he's on the press tour, he's not. He's I pretty do, well sung. I, I do like the the twin bodyguards that keep showing up. Dang, uh, <laughs> that's the one. That's mine too. I'll take the one twin. You take the other. That's, good. Um, that's a that's like a funny bit. There's actually funny moments. Yeah, that, I, and that's what I was gonna that say. That aren't like take you out inappropriate. I don't know how many people were in the theater when you saw it, but I had a relatively full theater, and I was honestly probably the only one laughing. Mm-hmm. Like the the thumb drive joke, I was like laughing out loud at the, that stuff, and mm-hmm. I I thought it was a very uh, a, a movie with a great sense of humor. Yeah, for sure. Um, is the last one just what else were we've been watching? Mm-hmm. All right, I know you've got plenty. Hit me with it. Yeah, I just wanna I wanna highlight um just one really because I th- we might talk about some others and I'll share it later, but. I watched West Side Story, the Steven Spielberg remake mm. this weekend because it's now on HBO Max and Disney Plus. Yeah, and th- this this movie, I cannot stop thinking about this movie. It wow. is such a good adaptation, and it. I don't have a, any again. I don't have any nostalgia for the original film, which totally. I've seen. And a lot of those songs are so deep in American culture that a lot mm. of them are, you know, people just know. But I don't have this affectionate nostalgia for the original. And I felt like Steven Spielberg makes, with this movie, makes the original look like a high school stage show. Mm. Um, and and that is like, the original is from 1961. And right. the style it, they're going for. It's but, definitely but, a, um, it's quite the task to recreate something so iconic and and to do so in a way where it's kind of i said this in my letterbox review of of like it's like steven spielberg looked at every number and every scene and said how do we do this in the most movie way possible Mm. and because we're making a movie that's what we're doing and and I, i i was blown away i so 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 enjoyed west side story so if you if you haven't seen it if you've been sleeping on it um it's now like super available so go check yeah. it out um heck yeah and, and yeah I just and and with that and drive my car i've seen all the best picture nominees um dang so, knocking yeah. them out yeah um one thing i watched recently was stanley kubrick's the killing which, which is i highlighted did you oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah you did and uh I had forgotten because I, I, we were looking for a movie and I was like, oh, what's this on HBO Max? I was like, Kubrick? What the frick? And so we watched. I was like, oh, yeah, he's really good at this. He's <laughs> a very good. That's how I felt Fantastic about like, West movie. Side Story. It's like, oh, Steven Spielberg knows how to make a movie. <laughs> Turns out. Who knew? But uh, it's on HBO Max. It's a heist movie made by one of the greatest American filmmakers of all time. So why not go check that out? But um, other than that, what, what do we got next week? No, no, I got a, I got a thing that I want to do. I'm not sure how this is gonna work, um, but there's a 
there's a two minute trailer for a movie that came out um, that I know you haven't seen. No, I want you to uh, watch this and live react to the new newest trailer for the new Doctor Strange movie. Do you know who Doctor Strange is? Oh my god! Uh, I'm sorry. I no, I I won't do this. I I saw the trailer when I saw Uh, Batman, uh, uh, and I wanted. And I wanted to be a victim of the Riddler <laughs> after seeing this trailer. <laughs> this, is, this is all I wanted. I, I Equally, as I was assaulted by the Batman Returns soundtrack, I was assaulted both visually and audibly with this trailer. Where the boom, boom. And then it, we're cutting to tentacle-eyed creatures, Cumberbatch swinging his little hands around. Every, I'm like... It, it, it's wild for them to show a trailer during a movie that is the anti, you know, the antithesis to that movie. Am I wrong? I, no, you're if, not If wrong I'm at all. here for the Batman, clearly I do not want to see the multiverse of madness. <laughs> I can't even say the name. The I metaverse just... of madness. Okay. Well, anyway, don't, don't go watch that, please. Unless you like that. Hey, People like what they like, and I'm happy for you. <laughs> but I I feel like if I watched a half hour of that movie, I'd have an aneurysm. <laughs> like one that would get treated, and I'd like, it, would, it wouldn't kill me, but it would be a major bummer. <laughs> All right, so uh, on that, next week, <laughs> we're watching the opposite of the multiverse of madness and we're watching uh, <laughs> a little movie I like to call drive my car. Yeah. Drive my car, which is available on HBO max nominated for best picture. Um, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And Hey, you know what? Maybe you put the phone down, put it in a different room, turn it off, go and watch a three hour movie. That's a little bit, you know, a slower pace, a nice leisurely drive. And it is in Japanese. And, but, you know, it's not even a slow pace. It's really well-paced. No, no, I, I don't think it's slow. I think it's, I think it's, it's just, great. It's just long, but it's yeah, good. I, I, it's, I, it justifies its length. Yeah. I, I would just really encourage you, uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, check it out. And there are definitely some barriers, some mental barriers, the foreign language, the length of it, all of that. But it's so well-made, and, and it's a really rewarding experience. I, I'm at the point where I want to re-watch it. Um, because it's so richly layered. I'm excited to talk about it. So in the meantime, uh, follow us for what I'm sure will be some Batman posts, some Batman posts, some favorite shots, some memes. We've got it all at movies while I sleep on Instagram. And, uh, Hey, if you're feeling generous, leave us a rate and review on Apple podcast. So yeah, we love that. Some more folks in on the sleepy head club. Um, So yeah, that's Batman, that's the Power Rankings, and we'll see you next week. Good night, y'all. Bye. You you know impressions, you say? (laughs)